1: That how many fans start showing
0: up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword PARTNER. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Shah on Score North and scorenorth.com.
2: So I watched my defense do such a number on Kirk Cousins that he was one of 11 on third down. Mm-hmm. One of 11 on third yeah. down just four days back. Yeah. And then all of a sudden last night he goes eight of 15, 15. on third down against Bill Belichick's defense. Right. Well, Something is amiss there. I, I watched my team control the football, and, and it was what 37 minutes to 23 yes. minutes. And then last night, I see Kirk Cousins controls the ball for 36 minutes right. to 20. 24 minutes against Belichick. Yeah.
0: There it is. Undisputed. Skip Bayless just was he kind of I feel like he was was he praising Belichick or denigrating Kirk? He was
2: he was uh, denigrating Kirk and then questioning Belichick and the and the legitimacy of the Patriots because he spent the first three ah, minutes of that know. basically doing a victory lap of my team went in there last week and kicked their kicked the crap out of them and blah blah and now we're two three and zero oh against Kirk Cousins with two backup quarterbacks and a lot of fun stuff.
0: What was the meeting like when those guys decided? All right. We're gonna we're gonna duke it out. It's gonna be Skip and Shannon Sharp. Just just the hottest sports takes. Just duking it out for like two hours a day. What do we call the show? Undisputed. Undisputed.
1: And in the, the conversation about talking about that game, there was only one question: How do we involve LeBron? We got to involve LeBron somehow. <laughs> and if Tim LeBron and, and a Tim Tebow yep. debate. If LeBron played quarterback <laughs> for the Minnesota Vikings, what would their record be? Go. <laughs> Oh,
0: my God. Is Joe Flacco elite? Coming up next. On hey,
1: Undisputed. Skip makes like, what, $8 million a year? So. He's doing, yeah. He's just, yeah, <laughs> it's fine.
0: It's funny, people, people make fun of Stephen A. Smith and Skip Bayless, but really the joke's on all of us because those yes. guys make a combined like 16 or $17 million. Yes. So, anyhow, a guy that makes way more than that is Old Kirky Boy here. Welcome into Mackey and Jed. So, write that down Wednesday. We're going to make our. Weekly predictions and hold each other accountable. Later on in the show, we also do a football version over on Purple Daily. And old Mackadak is grinding through a travel nightmare from yesterday here. So pardon him if he just falls asleep halfway through the recording here. We're prepared to take the reins. Yep. Okay. at, at any down. moment, yep. if you go narcoleptic on us, we're prepared <laughs> to take the reins. Actually, on I'm, I'm Purple Daily, I may ha- I may have a Minnesota goodbye topic for you, Declan, today. Okay. There's been a couple, of like, flight-related oh things that I've wanted to bring up. And, oh, my God. I can't wait. And uh, I will just, maybe we'll, we'll, we'll put that over on Purple Daily today. So here is my question to you guys. Kirk Cousins, this season, is uh, he's 1-1 one and one in primetime games, official primetime games. If you want to go standalone games, we could count, like, the Saints game in London and then the Cowboys game, which wasn't really a standalone game, but it was a nationally televised game with Tony Romo and company. But I'm just looking at primetime games that happened at night. Yep. He's one and one this season. Lit the Patriots up on Thanksgiving. Just one of uh, probably his best performance of the season if you take away a couple bad passes. Maybe the Packers game, but it's one of his two best performances. Last year, the Vikings were tw- uh, 2 and 1 as a team in primetime games. The home win over the Steelers was that the game where they almost blew like a four touchdown lead in the fourth quarter? Yes, and they they were okay.
1: actually two and two, but Kirk had COVID for the Packers game. Yeah, the t- they yeah, played you're right. four yeah. primetime games, but he went two and one.
0: Yeah, that's what I, I should clarify. The Vikings were two and one when Kirk played in yeah. primetime games last year. Uh, you had the home win over the Steelers. You had Cousins was actually terrible in that game, but the but the team kind of kind of carried. Then you had the low scoring road win over the Bears. Where he had 87 passing yards, but they, it was just one of those weird games at Chicago. Uh, the loss was to Cooper Rush, but the team was 2-1. And, and then uh, 2020, the COVID year, they were 1-1 one one in primetime. Road went against the Bears again. Cousins led the game-winning drive halfway through the fourth. Mm-hmm. The loss was the game against Seattle, where Alexander Madison failed to get the yard. It yeah. was just right there for the taking, but Kirk went toe-to-toe with Russell Wilson in that game and did very well. So over the last three years, primetime Kirk and the Vikings are four and three in the primetime games he plays. He's not always perfect, but the team is above 500 in primetime games over the last three seasons. So what does that mean? Where are you sort of at with the uh, you know the, the, the primetime Kirk mocking that everyone has done for years and years, that it's just
1: impossible for a Kirk-led team to perform in primetime? So I got this note from you last night, and I started to give this great thought because there's two different directions to take this. We can look at a game like the game at Chicago last year, which the Vikings won, and say, okay, but he was 12-24. of 24. He had 87 yards. Now, he did have two touchdowns, but, you know, 87 yards. Or the Pittsburgh game, 216 yards. But the big-picture conversation here is this. Can Kirk Cousins-led teams win in prime time? Like I think that's the question. So I don't think it's what are his stats. Against the Patriots, phenomenal. Against uh against Philadelphia in week two on a Monday night threw for two hundred twenty one yards, but he also had three picks and one touchdown. So Kirk Cousins in prime time is now eleven and eighteen. Because that's what we talk about. Yeah. Like like quarterback wins or not, the narrative on Kirk in prime time has always been the record. It's not the statistics. We never even bring up the stats for the most part. So, but,
0: well, I think the Crusaders do in defense. If he okay, has a good right. statistical game, it's like, well, it's
1: not his fault. But the but the national talking heads and us who try to say or, or who have talked about Kirk's struggles in primetime bring up the records. He is 2-10 on Monday nights, which fell to 2-10 with the Week 2 loss in Philadelphia. But where I stand right now is I think the last two years, and obviously things have changed drastically in Cousins' world this year, but I think the last two years have unlocked a different Kirk Cousins conversation about what he's done. He started to lead fourth quarter comebacks last year. Mm -hmm. Like before that, they're very sporadic. So like, you know, you look at his first two or three years here, especially his first two, and he basically didn't do do it. Um, So I think in the last two years, there's a definite shift in the narrative about Cousins and what he's able to do in the clutch. And where I stand right now is, Very much, I am more than willing to give him a chance here. He has proven it. The Patriots game was just damn impressive. That being said, I think it's important too not to get over our skis in this conversation and determine that it's all fixed because what are we seeing, especially this year from Kirk? I think what we're seeing is what Kirk does when Kirk has a coach that empowers him, that trusts him, that when things go wrong doesn't if not yell, then certainly uh, uh, cast a cast an eye of, oh, God, did you screw us again. So it's my opinion that we are seeing a Kirk that I think it's going to be very interesting to see where he takes this team. Now, the Cousins stands will say, and they're right about this part, you know, the playoff win against the Saints was impressive. Like, like the pass to Thielen, that was a really clutch pass. The pass mm-hmm. to Kyle was a really clutch pass. So – I am very open to the fact that Kirk Cousins, I am not going to dismiss him or that this team if they get in the playoffs. Am I convinced that he is now the greatest big-time QP of all time? No. But if the conversation is going to be Kirk Cousins' record in prime time is this, then I think it's only fair that, that the discussion revolves around that and not trying to parcel through the stats of, well, he was terrible against Pittsburgh, but they won. That's not fair. That gets to a point where I think we're now trying mm-hmm. to we're now trying to look for what went wrong instead of did you win the bleeping game? And by the way, at the end of that Pittsburgh game, that was not Cousins. That was the Vikings defense that darn near blew it.
2: I think also too, as, as Macadak is you know in his narcoleptic state <laughs> exactly. a little bit here. Go ahead and give okay. your okay. thoughts. Yeah. I think I think think two I think two ways to look at this uh, from the primetime perspective. I think locally he has done a great job of winning a lot of people over, including obviously members of this show alone of, hey, we want him to do this. Can you do this? Can you rise up in a game winning drive in a fourth quarter when you're trailing? And can you deliver a dagger consistently? And he has done that. Yes. Six fourth quarter comebacks. I believe that's actually the most from any Vikings quarterback in a single season since Warren Moon did it, I believe, like in 94 So he has done a great job, in my opinion, locally of winning the Vikings fans who had questions about him. And obviously, there are a lot of Vikings fans who have had questions if he's legitimately that guy. Nationally, I think it's still in a wait and see mode. Um, I mean, just in the national podcast that I listened to, when he had the dud against the Cowboys, it was classic. I mean, it was grade A fodder for them. And I don't blame them, by the way, as someone who has... If I wasn't uh, familiar with Kirk and I only knew him from a national side, I knew him because he doesn't live up to his contract or doesn't live up in primetime games, um, just as a producer in my own right, I would have that as bulletin board material for my host to discuss on a national platform. I think he won't be able to really shed that narrative until the playoffs and unfortunately until the last game he plays this season. And how he, I think, Judd, I think you and I maybe talked about this or it might have actually been with Realistic Randy um, earlier this week as well. How he performs in the playoffs and honestly, if the Vikings lose, let's say, at any point in the postseason, whether that's a wild card round or even up to a Super Bowl, how he performs in that losing effort, I think, does determine how people look at him. If, if it was a fluke thing, like a Blair Walsh situation, which we, I know we're warning about here with Greg Joseph, and that's one thing. But until he kind of proves that he can do it in the playoffs and how he does it in the playoffs, then maybe the national perspective will will shift a little bit.
1: We got Phil back.
0: Amen. This is uh, this is reminiscent of my uh, travel itinerary. Yeah,
2: yeah and also very, uh, very I feel like...
0: choppy and
2: disconnected. I b- yeah, I believe your uh, microphone is completely disconnected so we can hear you through uh, your computer speakers, right? <laughs> your computer microphone. Right now.
0: <laughs> so it's great.
2: This is great. This is your computer microphone that's being picked up and not your actual mic. All right,
1: carry, carry, carry on. on. Uh, carry, on. Uh, carry on. I'll be right back. Okay, we'll keep Incredible. going. We'll keep going. Uh, yeah, I just think... That, this is as open as I've ever been towards not agreeing that Kirk lacked a clutch gene. Yeah. And, and I really think it's very fair to say that that seemed to be lacking for the most part, not always, obviously through going into 2021, I think it began to change. I mean, heck, if you just look at the fourth quarter comebacks last year, right? Dex, right. It began to change last year. But um, but I do think that these are very important discussions that we stay on. If we're going to talk about what has Kirk done in prime time, we can't dismiss the wins because we don't like his stats. And then cherry pick, well, the stats are bad, and they lost, so that's why. So I think if it's going to be Kirk Cousins is 11-18 and 18 in prime time games, and nationally that's not good, so that's going to remain a talking point, then I think we have to stay on that track. And if Kirk plays like he did against the Patriots, extra credit. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. But it can't also be, well, Kirk's stats weren't that great, but they won, so it must have been in spite of Kirk. This is very much a conversation about can he win? And most importantly, too, not him. Can his team win in primetime games? Can he lift his team? That's the entire thing, Dex, about what Kirk has done this whole season. When when we fixate, and I understand it's probably an issue at times, on his stats are way down, his stats aren't great. Okay. That that could be a problem. But are the Vikings winning games? The answer to that is they won nine, so yes. And are the Vikings winning games because Kirk Cousins is helping them? And the answer to that is most definitely, as you pointed out, with comeback wins with, what, six right now? Yes. So... I think the Cousins converse, conversation right now can become convoluted by, well, it's not what I'm looking for exactly. And all I think that this show has looked for from day one is, can a quarterback who's paid very handsomely, can he win games? Can he, can he help his team? And Kirk Cousins right now has been far more part of the solution than the problem himself, which is why this whole thing about stats gets a little bit old to me. Because it's sort of like, well, now we're now we've shifted it to the stats conversation. Now, all I've ever wanted is, can his team win games? And the answer this year is yes. All
2: right, let's see.
1: Yes. Oh, hello. Thank we you. We got oh, oh, welcome back, back to you. the show, oh, Phil Mackey, for the on
0: two the, hours sleep. I'm welcome. Oh, God, uh, it's about two and a half. But uh, okay, we're, well, we're, we're going. Oh, here. I'm so sorry. I, I did hear everything you were saying, and I want I want to add a lot because we're, what we're basically doing here is we're sort of. You know We're sizing Kirk and the Vikings up, not just as a team that can compete and maybe finish 500, which has been pretty much every Kirk Cousins team in history for eight years. It's can they punch up? Can they, can they punch up when trailing in the fourth? Can they punch up in a big primetime game? I would add another checkbox here. So I think we all agree we feel a lot more comfortable with him and the team with him. When trailing in the fourth now compared to three years ago? In a primetime game now compared to three years ago. I'll add another one here. How about games in December and January? Because this is when the big boy football starts. Yep. Right? This is where this is where the actual contenders start football. to separate themselves. So if you and I just pulled a sampling, my, my thought here was who are some of the like the shining star quarterbacks that set the bar in the league. Sometimes people get irritated when we compare Kirk to the best or the Vikings to the best. Well, the Vikings are the eighth best defense, you know, a couple of years ago or whatever. Well, the Vikings offense is like 11. That's pretty good. Well, there's only 32 teams. The goal is to win a Super Bowl. And so we should compare the Vikings to the best. We should compare Kirk Cousins to the best. Not saying he has to be Tom Brady in his prime, but like that's the bar. Patrick Mahomes is the bar. How close are you to the bar? So in December, Patrick Mahomes' teams in his career are 17 and two in the month of December. That's actually one of the craziest stats in the NFL. That once a Patrick Mahomes Chiefs team, Andy Reid could take some of that credit as well. Once they get to December, they're done. Uh, they're done fooling around. They're done tinkering. They're done. They're just full go. Tom Brady teams in his career, 69 and 17 in the month of December. A lot of Bill Belichick, some defenses in there too, but that's okay. How do, how do we crescendo at the right time? Uh, Russell Wilson having a disaster season, but in his career, Russell Wilson teams are 30 and 15 in December. Aaron Rodgers teams, a disaster year this year, but Aaron Rodgers teams are 38 and 14 in the month of December. I'll give you one more Lamar Jackson, former MVP his Ravens teams are 12 and 3 in the month of December. So a lot of the, the top quarterbacks and their teams are crescendoing at the end of the season. Kirk Cousins teams historically are 16 and 19, 3 games under 500 in the month of December, 7 and 10 as a Viking. Uh also December is his lowest passer rating month. Would you know that November? We talk about Kirktober. Yeah. Kirk Vember is He's actually better. the month. Mm-hmm. By far his best passer rating month. Uh, And so do we trust him going into the month of December? And then the month of January, I'll add this uh, going on the road cousins record as a Viking on the road in December and January is five and seven. I believe if I did the research, right Uh, three of those wins are against the lions and the bears. So there was a saints playoff win, right? 2019. And then there was a chargers win like two years ago in December. So, that's another box. Can a Kirk Cousins led team, it's not all him, there's some defensive things in there that bring that record down and whatnot, some coaching things, but can can they just can they be better than kind of a we're close to 500 team in December and actually throttle down?
1: That's an intriguing statistic because at least during uh, Kirk's time here his December home games have been played indoors, which seemingly should help a lot. Like cuz you could say if it's outdoors the weather is always bad or something like. But um you know what? I am more than willing to present a blank canvas in my thoughts towards Cousins and Kevin O'Connell based on the fact that he's already O'Connell and Cousins pairing have gone places. I probably didn't expect. I didn't expect Kirk to be this clutch. No way. And so I'm willing to put some of that previous Kirk stuff aside and say, let's see here. I think that it's very, very fair to take a wait and see approach because they continue to reach plateaus and they continue to do things that I think we didn't expect, Declan.
2: Yeah, and and, and that's where can a coach not change the uh, statistics of the quarterback? You know, can you can you instead change the mir- the wiring and the molding of him? Um, you can't make a thirty-five year old quarterback make Patrick Mahomes like throws like that. Just that doesn't happen. But can you change the mindset and can can you change situations where before you know? the Justin Jefferson play of the epic catch in Buffalo, or the, even the Adam Thielen touchdown last week against the Patriots, man, 85 to 90% of the time, that is a check down to Conklin. That is a check down to Dalvin Cook, Alex Madison, whoever you want to call it. And he has done a brilliant job at changing that mindset. And Kirk's stats have suffered. And, you know, to to I think we had this conversation, like, three weeks ago, it might have been on Purple Daily, but, you no, know, his next contract... It's, it's not going to be probably a bigger or, or as big contract because his numbers have taken a dive. Now, for the betterment of the team, game-winning drives in the moment, yes, it's, it's been great. That, that All that stuff has worked out for them. But from the Cousins camp, from his agent camp, he's like, oh, crap, if I have a passer rating that is 20 points lower than my normal statistical norm during my last five, six years, it's not that the Vikings might not pay me. I'm not going to get another big contract. So it's kind of an interesting conundrum where Cousins narrative is shifting potentially in a positive way but his long term value even though he's 34 35 it's probably still going to go down because he's having a statistically poor season
1: it's my humble opinion that Kirk Cousins has gotten his big paydays so th- those are like like he broke the bank when he should have credit to him he's he's one of the he has and he is part of one of the great negotiating teams of all time there's no question um I think that Kirk would argue that, yes, but I'm winning games, so that shouldn't knock my payday down in, in a, a big way. And that's a wait and see how that negotiation plays out. All of that being said, um, what I like is, and to your point about the checkdowns to uh, Conklin previously or in 2022, uh, TJ Hawkinson, what I like about it is this what Kevin O'Connell is presenting Kirk doesn't really have consistently all the time. It does sometimes that option. Right. And so he's forcing him. His stats are down because he can't pat him. And that's the thing I keep saying. And I know that the Kirk stands are going to run with that and say, yeah, you are, you are, you're a hater. You are a Kirk <laughs> hater. You see judge, you showed your two colors, but it's the reality of it. Kevin O'Connell has gotten Kirk to a point where Kevin O'Connell wants what he wants, not what Kirk wants. And so, the statistical thing is why I always said the stats, in my opinion, a lot of times were hollow because they weren't stats that were meaningful to wins. Um, throwing that ball to Jefferson was risky. It was low percentage as hell. It's an unbelievable catch. I mean, he made two passes to Jefferson against the Patriots that were low percentage. But guess what? That was the play. And, and Kevin O'Connell wanted that play and he got it. That's a huge improvement on a check down to Cook a check down to a tight end. So this is why, and this is where Kirk is winning now, where Kirk previously did put up great stats, but what did they mean? They were hollow. Mm -hmm. These stats aren't. These stats mean something because, yes, they're down, but what are they doing? They are directly contributing to wins, not a resume.
2: Uh, Last thing here before we get to write that down, and and old Macadac's predictions and internet gremlins uh, will join us as well uh the taking a look at the and we might probably discuss this too on purple daily so the quarterback rankings are out for the ringer these these new you know quarterback weekly polls it's power rankings of quarterbacks so it was updated yes. today from steven ruiz of the ringer and uh kirk is actually he went up one spot but he's only 14th after the patriots win and after the week slate of games so the current quarterbacks ahead of him uh tannahill is at 13. Which I guess you can make. He's kind of the AFC version of Kirk, right? Like a system guy. And I think I like Kirk's more natural abilities than Tannehill, but he is, you can make a case. He kind of is I AFC agree. version of Kirk. Um, sure, I agree with you. Number 12 is Tua. I actually think he should be a lot higher on this list, but I get, you know, smaller sample size of that. He's only been good for the seven games he's played in this year. 11, yes. Jalen Hurts, which again, I still think is far too low. Uh, yep. Trevor Lawrence is 10, actually. And then Geno Smith, nine, Aaron Rodgers, eight, uh, Dak Prescott, seven. So uh, even though Kirk had the bad performance against the Cowboys, which certainly hurt some narrative and, and gave people fodder, Rodgers is number eight right now. He okay. started at number one preseason. He has now fallen right. to number eight. But still, mm-hmm. you know, Tannehill, Tua, Jalen Hurts, Trevor Lawrence, Geno Smith. Well, it's interesting.
1: But the thing about it is that, and and this is where this is where a uh, uh, fans of one player like Kirk lose me. In this case, right now, okay, he is you know he is around the top ten. The I have only one question: Is he winning games? Yep, it's the only question I've ever really had, and that's why it's so maddening to, to hear. Well, who cares? It's quarterback wins. I don't care. Okay, but here's the difference: Quarterbacks play the entire game. They are entrusted with your most precious asset they are they have the football in their hands they are the most important player i would argue positionally in all of sports Mm -hmm. so are they winning games and 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 you know what we should do right now we should do a fourth quarter quarterback ranking because that's when i care about it yeah i mean that's that that's the crunch that's the crunch time right are you coming through in crunch time previously there were a lot of times that we could make up all the excuses we wanted that kirk wasn't now he is. He gets full credit for that.
2: Uh, speaking of shedding uh, some primetime narratives and some uh, fourth quarter comebacks here, Judd, why don't you tell everyone how you've been uh, shedding some weight and how they also can uh, start shedding some weight before the New Year starts.
1: It, exactly. So it is the holiday season. Right now you're on the couch and you are uh, and you you look in the mirror and you're like, I don't like how I, I look, but I'm going to wait till January 1st. Why wait Why wait when you can join me and and so many from the PD family? aboard the, the uh, Livia Weight Control Center's plan. I'm going to tell you right now, f- uh, lost 40 pounds, feeling great. Most importantly, the people at Livia are going to help you keep that weight off. And right now, a holiday deal for you that's going to incentivize you to get to this before the January 1st date where it becomes a cliche to try to lose weight. Save 50%. It's the best offer of the year. Livia has right now a 50% savings 855 go l i v e a livia.com l i v e a.com that is your your gift to yourself of weight loss
2: all right Write That Down predictions coming up next. Can uh, Can old Dex tweets hold on to this batting champ title? We've got an accountability session. We've can we come wrong. back? Can Phil maybe take the home run title? Yeah, can Judd stop checking down? No, I'm drama? talking about
1: come back to the show.
2: Or even that as well. It might be just uh, accountability of just Judd, Declan, and our lucky uh, guest Jake that's coming up on Write oh, That Jake. Down. Coming up.
1: Yeah, most sports talking heads make
0: predictions, then hope you forget about how wrong they were. But not Mackie and Jade. Write this down. This is the big leagues, where we own our terrible predictions.
2: Write that
0: down. And keep track of each other's batting averages. It's Write That Down. Write it down. You like writing things down. With Mackie and Jade. That's right. The only show in America that has the stones, the cojones. The cojones. The grapefruits. The seeds. <laughs> The seeds, grapefruits, <laughs> the uh, watermelons, whatever you want to call them, to uh, to actually put statistics next to our predictions. It's a one of a kind segment called Write That Down. Don't pay attention to the imitators out there Mm-mm. like those NFL Network frauds. That don't even, so like, many they, they, they stole mean, the name, but they don't name. Yeah. Uh, here's how it works. Three predictions each week from everybody. They must be quantifiable. We keep track of batting averages and home runs. And listeners, if you'd like to participate, like our guy Jake is about, you can just send us a message through the Score North app, and we'll get you all set. Do you guys feel the pressure of the weeks counting down in the 2022 write-that-down season?
1: I don't know, because I am resigned to battling – for second place, and if you're battling for second place, you might as well be last. Well, Declan's de- going to de- win. Declan's going. Declan's going to. Well, I just don't think that there's. He's been above. I, I think. I think Dex. Your lowest weekly average this year's been like four twenty-five.
2: Yeah, I think it was like, like last week. Like average at the end. I of mean, the week. I, I have yeah. been struggling over the last. Like, I'm not hitting as. as No, hard I know, as but I you're
1: still no,
2: but you were hitting like four eighty before that. Yeah, uh, so. I think what
0: we saw. I think. I think we saw deck Yes, I think De- Dec. was was a glorious month. Yeah, but now that we're into into November, December, uh, we, and he's yeah. been great this year. There's no doubt about it, right? Yep. Like, he yep. I mean, can't doubt it. Can't Can doubt the greatness. It? Can he close it out? Can he close it out? It's the big question.
1: Can he get all the categories across two shows? I'm more worried about in you. An unprecedented uh, success in, in this in this one. I'm actually more concerned about you catching me, Phil.
0: Well, I uh, only care about the home run category at this point. Yep. So, I'm I'm if I catch you in batting average, it's more because you tanked, not because I'm trying to get hit. <laughs> I'm, well I'm aware. Yeah, I'm swinging for 450 foot
1: shots. That is Michael. Thanks Aaron Judge.
0: <laughs>
3: where are you uh, going to sign? He,
1: has he signed yet? No. Of course uh, not. It's baseball. Nothing's happening. What, baseball would be
0: Baseball would be so much more fun if if like the other sports there was a 2 week window where all of the transactions well, happened. There right? should Just, be. I don't know how they force anyway. it like the other sports, but anyhow, all right, <laughs> let's get into the accountability session I here. I want to start. <laughs> um, we'd like you to start actually, but let's no. uh, let's start with your accountability session here. You had two things come off the board, Judd. You said Cheryl Reeve would be Patrick Rice's turkey of the year winner. Mm.
1: It was a good guess. Your logic was sound. Yeah, yeah, but I I did I mean, I should have had. A much bit better inkling towards who it was than I did. Oh. Yeah, we we all yeah, we, we all just totally
0: totally yeah. like any chance Patrick gets to rip a former Minnesota athlete and then someone that doesn't agree with him politically, like yeah. it's it was a holy grail of obviousness and we just missed it. Yes, sir. Um, let's see here. Uh, you said the Big Ten West champion will not go to the Rose Bowl. Well, this is not official yet, but one later. oh, you're giving it to me already. Thank you. Unless you think Purdue's going to the Rose Bowl. No, I I hope not. How What would have to happen? Well, I don't think there's any way. Because even if, let's say Ohio State and Michigan both got to the playoff, wouldn't Penn State then go to the Rose Bowl? They're ranked eighth.
1: Well, okay, the one way Purdue could go to the Rose Bowl is if they upset Michigan in the Big Ten Championship game on Saturday. I think the Rose Bowl might, t- might have to take them at that point. Okay. But that'd be the only way. We'll okay. we'll go if, if we'll revisit. We'll revisit exactly. We There's room for. I think I think this is going to be right, and it should be the Big Ten West. Pardon my French, sucks. It, yes,
0: it does. All right, this started off as a really bad week for Omacadak, but he but he made up Ooh. some ground here. So I said Bally Sports North will in some way be the turkey of the year. They were not. Oh, this was so close. I said the Lions would beat the Bills. In than that Thanksgiving game, and they were driving to win the game. I thought uh, of you. Uh, I th-
1: uh, I thought of you often because this I was game pretty I was pretty much
0: like... right. Come on, <laughs> <laughs> there should be a category for for like oh, I was pretty much right, like a like a moral victory category or something, like hockey uh, overtime yeah, losses. That's stop. what we need. No, no, we don't. <laughs> I tried to tap into the Marco Rossi will score his first NHL goal. Well, and I also failed. Mm-hmm.
1: Scored <laughs> last night. Last night. Big night. Last night. Yeah.
2: Three point Yeah, night. I said. I said between now and
0: Thanksgiving, and he said NHL. That, so
2: it would have been It would have been great if you said first goal between now and the end of the month, because there might have been a back end way into that with the AHL. Production. I thought the same thing. So the no. fact you put NHL,
0: mm. you could have argued it. Did I say NHL? I probably did. You wouldn't. You wouldn't have put it in there if I didn't say it. You wouldn't have put it on the prompter. Uh, and then I said Tiger Woods would finish top five at the Hero World Challenge, but he has like plantar fasciitis, or he he withdrew from his own tournament yesterday. Mm. And then they asked him just one of the most condescending questions you could ever ask Tiger Woods. Would you ever play if the PGA allowed you to use a cart like that Casey Martin guy from 20 years ago? Would you play tournaments in a cart? He basically said, oh, his buddy.
1: Wow. Yeah.
0: No way I would ever do that. He says, I can swing fine. I just can't walk the course. Yeah. Because of my leg and because of my foot and my back and all that stuff. You can't walk the course. Uh, however, Olmakadak said from game one of the season through November, Anthony Edwards will lead the Timberwolves in field goal attempts. Unless you think D'Angelo Russell is going to take like 90 field goal attempts tonight, this one is correct. And then totally backdoored into this one because I was not thinking at all about an ownership level change. But I told you guys between the end of the season and January first, there would be at least one major change to the Twins' manager level or above. Yeah, and we kind of talked about like, you know, like well, who would who who would be manager level or above? Be like Rocco or maybe Falvey or Levine, or I don't know. we didn't look high enough. Ownership level change, and uh, this, the home run prediction at the Very time. Good. And worded was not it perfectly. thinking Polad level change. Yeah, but, but you worded it perfectly. There it is. All right, so a little home run for old Mackinac. Okay, listeners, Cody had a parlay. He said the Vikings would cover the two and a half against the Patriots, and the Vikings would do a Thanksgiving themed
2: celebration. I don't remember them doing a Thanksgiving themed celly. Do you guys? They did the team gritty, but uh, I don't remember any. I mean, Detroit
1: I did did one with with the guy with the food, right? The, the players sat down yeah. in okay. in end zone, and he spooned out like helpings of food, but and, I don't remember. And the I don't Vikings think you
2: can backdoor into the, you know, turkey leg thing at the end of the at the end of the game. You no, know, I, I don't no, that, that doesn't no. count. So I know we might get questions on that, but no, I don't think this hit. So if someone
0: so. can find video evidence during the game of the Vikings doing a Thanksgiving themed celebration, or Cody, if if you want to go check, we will turn this around if we're wrong on this, but I don't think this happens. So. Alright, Tim said Kirk Cousins will hit at least two hundred and fifty passing yards and at least two touchdowns and the vikings will beat the patriots um th- is this a home run it's three items it's a three item parlay so yes and we'll give give Tim a home run on that one yeah, yeah. pot yep. shot and then Nate said uh, the vikings will beat the patriots and cover the spread this was well before the spread was available yep. he was just saying that they will they will win and cover and they did it's a nice little go doubled the gap somewhere Declan, you had a few things come off the board. You said Carlos Correa would be the turkey of the year winner. Sasha Banks will return to WWE at War Games. Edge. How could the that twin? Not happen? She's getting.
2: some point. no, they were chanting for the. There was a botched match, basically Shotzi versus Ronda Rousey, and the entire Boston crowd was yelling, "We want Sasha!" So, uh, kind of a missed opportunity there. What well, there was a, like a, a botched move? move or move, no, the and move the, just the match. The match just stunk. The Shotzi and uh, Ronda and fans were getting restless and they were yelling, We want Sasha. Okay. Well, she'll
0: be back at some point, I would I think. think. So. You said Mike Clevenger would sign with the twins. Perfect. Candidate. That seemed like a yeah, just a Perfect, quintessential man. twin signing right there. Um a couple of good things though. You said the United States men's national team will advance from pool play, and that was a f- nine minutes of stoppage time yeah, yesterday. Man.
2: Guitar is, they are, they are very well. Th- th- what's it, you know? The guy took a shot to the gonads and was on the ground for like six minutes. Actually, I understood why it was nine. Like, there was a ton of stoppage time, but they have been very lenient uh, on on the whole stoppage time. Situation.
0: Are you talking about Pulisic in the first yeah. half? Yeah. He well, was, that was the, I mean, like, they, the, that was, that they was kept the playing, first though, half. and they kept playing. And He's he was like, in the hospital sending TikTok videos out yeah. and stuff. Oh.
1: I love when guys are ba- basically dying on the, the field, and they shove them out of bounds, and then just keep <laughs> just playing. They literally do like ah!
0: It's so weird. They should do that in football. There's just like you know, a left guard is just writhing in pain after getting rolled up on. They just like run the next play. He's laying on the ground. The Vikings are
1: down one man. <laughs> you got to play ten on eleven. <laughs> the Vikings are down. Here comes Judon. He's coming unblocked. Oh my God, Cousins!
0: But it was the, in the second half, they added also nine minutes of stoppage time. So these guys are just grinding. All right, I, we got to the 90th minute. How much
1: stoppage time? Oh, I don't know. A tenth of a game is going to be added. Okay, cool. I read a, a story that games are actually now going l- longer because they decided that there was way too much stoppage time previously not accounted for. Mm-hmm. And so now they're trying to account for every second. the clock That I
2: love soccer. Isn't that weird? Isn't it great? And I, then and then you know, and then I'm they done. get
0: past the nine. Then they're like, it's like nine minutes and forty seconds in. It's like, okay, when's the game over? Yeah. Just, I guess whenever the ref feels like the game is over. Yeah, so, no, it's still fun to watch. Just no. uh, then you said Charlotte Flair or Becky Lynch would participate in some form at War Games. Becky Lynch did, right? Yeah, <laughs> Becky did. She's in there. So All right. So Declan with a, hits on a wrestling prediction. So here's where we stand. Declan is at. 419 with 15 bombs, leading both categories. Judd's at 340 with 9 bombs. I'm at 297 with 13 home runs. Listeners also have 13. Uh, we have to add one there with a 290 batting average. So listeners and myself knocking on the home run title door. Declan still with plenty of cushion for the batting title. Judd all-time leads with 249 hits. Listeners lead all-time with 31 Home runs. So there you go. There's your accountability session. I'll write that down here. Alright, let's get Jake in. He's our guest listener predictor. What's going on, Jake? How you doing today?
3: I'm um, feeling great. I went to the Vikings game on Thanksgiving night from New England. It was great. Rub it in their faces. Feeling good.
0: <laughs> Very nice. How many Patriots fans made the the trek for that game? Fans.
3: Um, <laughs> well, my sister and uh, friends are all Patriots fans, and they flew out. But from where I was sitting, it was a lot of Vikings fans. So it's okay. good to see. That's good.
0: So, all right, when did you first become a Minnesota sports or, or a Vikings fan? Probably when I was, like, it was the Blair
3: Walsh miss field goal season was my first season watching them. And I just really loved their purple color. And I was <laughs> like, man, I love it. And then I was like, I'll root for them. I was like, you know, I don't want to be one of those guys that like roots for like different cities for different sports. So I was like, you know what? I'll just go all Minnesota.
0: Wow. And so wait, where are you? Where are you from? I'm from Boston. So you just you had a chance to root for Boston teams and you just said, no, I'm going to choose the path less traveled.
3: I'm going to choose the more
0: travel. stressful path because I know when we win one championship, it'll be it'll top all theirs.
1: You were tired of championships. You were raised where you're like, another championship? This is boring. Where's the life is yeah. too easy as a Boston sports? fan. Yeah. I, well, I was in my I was
3: ne- like maybe when I was like ten, like I would like I'll be because like, I know much, but no, I've always been a Vikings fan. So I'm I'm committed. Love it. All right. Or you uh, should well, be
1: committed, but we'll talk about that later. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so we're gonna go around the room three times. We'll start with Jake over to Judd, Declan, back to me. And uh, these predictions presented in part by our friends at Federated Mutual Insurance Company. So Federated is like having a great offensive line for your business. It's, they just provide such a great, experienced, guiding hand to navigate the waters of uh, being a business owner. Whether they're choppy or whether they're smooth, Federated has over 100 years of experience in helping business owners. And, uh, and like we've talked about, too, they've done just such a helpful job of even helping us grow our business over the past few years here at Score North, Mackie & Judd, Purple Daily. So check them out if you're a business owner at federatedinsurance.com, where it's our business to protect yours. All right, Jake, you're in the batter's box, sir. What is your first prediction? My first prediction is, I don't think he's going to win it,
3: but I have a feeling uh, Justin Jefferson will get an MVP vote this year.
2: Okay.
0: Yeah, Feels like it's trending kind of that direction, right?
3: If they keep winning, and he... Because he's our best player, there's mm-hmm. I don't see a way where he doesn't get one vote.
2: He is the uh, betting favorite to win Offensive Player of the Year in most sports books. So basically, we've decided that MVP
0: <laughs> is always a quarterback, Correct. For the most part, yeah. yeah. Like and he outstanding offensive the player is
1: not a quarterback,
2: yeah. Done.
0: <laughs> okay, kind of weird.
1: Okay, over to Judd.
0: Your first prediction, sir.
1: All right, we we talked about this fellow when when you were getting your system back up, but I'm going to go with this as I write that down from a Timberwolf standpoint. The that Timber... sounds vague and Your, computer, your computer system. Well, you know, <laughs> with, you know what? With you, that's actually probably yeah. accurate because I mean, actually, you do yeah. have the digestive problems.
0: I'm gonna say, I was actually a little grateful for the delay at the airport yesterday, yep. uh, if you know okay. what I mean. After, See? I, I okay. chose the you oh, know, Taco Tuesday oh. inside the Harbor building and and there's three salsa options and I just chose the one on the right. Uh, yeah, that was the flamethrower salsa.
1: Right before going to the airport. Nobody dismisses his or her stomach <laughs> problems like you do.
2: I'm and second. Then
1: pays the, and then pays the price. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm second. Declan and I are yeah, not no, going to let I, IBS yeah, yeah. ruin no. our
2: schedule and lives. I will okay. eat those wings. I will eat all of it. Yes, I do not care. Bring it on.
1: Anyway, while you were rebooting your computer system, to be clear, <laughs> we talked about this, so I'm going to go with it For write that down. The Timberwolves will beat Memphis and OKC in their next two home games.
2: Are you serious? Same, same prediction.
0: Literally what? stole the exact prediction that I was going to make. Yeah, I know.
1: Awesome. That's and a run prediction, too. That's and OKC, okay, they probably should beat. Memphis is a good yeah. team, but I think the <laughs> loss of. I think Cat not being there is going to clear up some roles here and actually help them in the short term. I'm not saying it's good not to have them. I am saying I think that there's been. Something that feels off and wrong and it's a chemistry problem and I think that you take the chemistry problem away a little bit. Oh, yeah. And what's what's kinda weird, it's I don't and I don't think that the Gobert cat
0: thing is the main problem. I agree with that. There's just like other things that aren't gelling too. It's it's not Cut. gelling perfectly. And uh well now I have to think of I literally have wolves will win back to back games without well, cats starting tonight. So we have the same yeah. thing. Yeah, I'll make a but, change a change. Just add to it, come, come on. on. And Declan will go first. But just to add some uh context to I think, I... I think I th- <laughs> okay. I think the Timberwolves need to find some sort of rhythm with just one big guy first, yeah. and then sort then inject the, the second big guy in like eight weeks. See if that works. Because it clearly
2: hasn't been working well the other way. Uh-huh. Anyhow, okay, Declan, go okay. ahead.
1: Write it down. You like writing things
0: down.
2: I uh, will actually make a Vikings prediction on Mackie and Judd here. Uh so Sauce Gardner has not allowed more than sixty receiving yards this season. So, write this down. Sauce Gardner will allow 61 or more receiving yards against the Vikings on Sunday. I believe he is the highest-rated cornerback on PFF this year, even though he's a rookie. Uh, But Sauce will allow more than 61 yards. I don't think he's also allowed a touchdown in man coverage this season. He has allowed one, but it was in zone. Uh, But more than 61 receiving yards allowed against the Vikings this Sunday. You
0: know, they are... uh, I've... Been seeing some retweets of like Jets media, like SNY and some different people. They are awfully cocky about Sauce Gardner versus Justin Jefferson.
1: Hmm. Don't be
0: suggesting that the Vikings are going to try and find ways to move Jefferson away from Sauce Gardner and put him in the slot over here on the other side. You know, good luck hiding from Sauce Gardner. Uh, Jets, you're having a nice season. Justin Jefferson will not be hiding from Sauce Gardner on this. I love he's a it. Rookie, he's a rookie. He's good. But he's a rookie cornerback going up against the best wide receiver in the NFL.
1: Well, KOC not is be
0: hiding from Sauce. Well, he's, he's crying
1: well. right now. I, I heard he's in the corner of his office. KOC is door locked, bawling his eyes out because he's like, what are we going to do about sauce? What are we going to do? I can't beat sauce. <laughs> okay,
0: uh, write this down. Okay. Write this <laughs> down. The Wolves will win back-to-back games without Cat starting tonight, and one of those games will be a double-digit win by 10 points or more. So I'm just going to tweak Judd's prediction. They will win both those games. One of them will be a double-digit win, or okay. I was going to say, or greater. Yep. Right. Or greater would mean a triple-digit win, and that seems unlikely. So okay. we'll go with that. Write this down. Memphis didn't score. Yeah, one, your final tonight, 120-7. <laughs> Timberwolves back on track. <laughs>
3: All right, Jake, what's
0: your second prediction?
3: All right, I'm, I'm kind of going to hop on this Timberwolves hype train, but I'm going to go a little bit further. I think we're going to have an above 500 record with Carl missing his month.
0: Okay. Yeah. Uh, you, the word this month, do you want us to remove we're, that from the prediction? Whenever he comes when he's back.
3: Like however long he's out, I yeah, think it's yeah. like four to okay. six weeks. Yeah. 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 However long he's out, we're going to be above 500. Yeah. Oh,
1: oh, let the, let the, let the speculation, the reckless speculation begin. Then will the Timberwolves be better without Cat? Should they trade him in June or whatever it would be? Well, wouldn't that
0: be? I mean, you want them to play well and you know be relevant, but if they find a rhythm or something, and then you have to insert him back in in four to six weeks, it's such yeah. a weird deal. He's because mm-hmm. he's kind of your best player, but he also
1: is this just he's a weird vibe. Mm-hmm. So well, I guess we'll see what Write
0: happens. Write this down.
1: All right, Judge. Back to me. All right, a couple of uh, college football predictions for me to uh, finish up with with conference championship games on Saturday. First one, Michigan will beat Purdue by at least 20 points in the Big Ten championship game on Saturday. They'll, the win by, they'll win by at least 20. I think the spread's like 21 or something. I, I decided to set my own spread so I am not subject <laughs> to the ridicule of this show that I have so often received for well, because you, for the cause you abuse spread. the spread. For the spread, right? But I, I'm just yeah, saying. You find spreads from like well, I on, So ago. I, it's so I said it myself at two o'clock. So you know what? The St. Louis later. Park Bureau of Point Spreads has said it himself. It's twenty points. That's what I've decided, uh, and as by of, at least twenty okay. points.
2: And as of right now, according to Action Network, it's sixteen. Okay. Oh, 16. oh So this is
0: you're going above and beyond what yeah. the line is. Yep. Okay. Yep. Because I think they're going to whoop them.
2: Okay. All right.
0: Write this down.
2: All right, let's make another uh, soccer prediction here. Uh, the United States men's national team. They get Netherlands on Saturday. So write this down. They will not allow more than one goal in regulation or stoppage time against Netherlands. So if this game goes to, I, I, do they go to PKs eventually, I, I think, because now it's round of 16? Okay. They'll, do, they'll do like, I think they do two
0: 15-minute overtimes, don't yeah. they? And then yeah. they would do PKs yeah. after that. So I, I don't want to give. They're not sudden death. Right. Not sudden death. right.
2: Right. Right. Uh, but uh, you know that United States men's national team, the defense, they park the bus really well, as they like to say in soccer. They park that bus and they don't allow a lot of goals. They've only allowed, I believe, what one goal in in three games so far in pool play. So they won't allow more than one goal against Netherlands. I don't know if they'll win, but they will not allow more than one goal. Write it down.
0: I would say they park the bus a little too in, in like a bad part of the neighborhood or something. Yeah. Yesterday, why? Why would they? They dominated possession for like you know the first 70 minutes of the game, and they just just sub in all mediocre defensive players and pray to God for the last
1: 20 minutes. exactly right.
2: Prevent defense, man. -uh, Uh-uh, not in football, not in soccer. Of all sports, though, and I'm not a prevent defense person either, it does work in soccer. You're only going to score one or two goals. That's it. It does work. It does work more in soccer than it does in football and and all that other stuff. So park the bus. Just just in in a better neighborhood.
0: Far be it from me to talk in depth with, any okay. level of knowledge right. about soccer strategy, okay. but if you are dominating possession for the first you know, 60 minutes of the game, wouldn't you just want to keep dominating possession? They just, like, stopped possessing
1: the ball for the last 25 minutes of the game. Mm. Yeah, I know. It drives me crazy. And their set-piece play is terrible. They've got a set-piece <laughs> coach. Their set-piece. It set, it's awful. How are you that bad? I'd fire them. I'd send them home right now. Fire his ass. The set piece coordinator. Yeah. Yes. Fire his ass. John okay. D. Filippo.
0: I would like this to be a home run. You tell me if it's if it's not. We can mold it together. They've only scored two goals. So they've there's only been what three goals in is that accurate? There's only no. What? Yeah. There's only been three goals in US games so far. Yeah,
2: they one, one to yeah. one. Wales one, one to one. Yes.
0: Nil nil. England nil nil, and then one nothing yesterday. Yeah. yeah. Okay. The U.S. will score three or more goals against the Netherlands. Okay,
2: yeah, that's a home run. That's a home run.
0: Yeah. yeah. Three or more goals. I don't know if they're going to win. Maybe it'll be a shootout oh, or wow, something. Great. Four to three shootout.
1: That's a golden goal, Phil. By but, you. but they're going to
0: get after it. They're going to – because now they're kind of playing with house money now. Yeah, they is. You'd like to it's see them go, go a couple more rounds if possible, yeah, but like – Wow, crazy. are you guys happy already? I'm calling for heads if they don't win on Saturday. I'm saying I think they have gotten to the point now where, like, it's not a disappointment anymore. Yeah. So they feel a little more relief. Yeah. And they can play a little more freely going forward. Because now they're going to just be underdogs going forward.
2: Mm-hmm. Write this down. Okay.
0: And that is the extent of our soccer knowledge. Okay, Jake, your third and final prediction.
3: All right. This one's like a big parlay that I have. Okay. But I think Kevin O'Connell wins coach of the year. Um, and then i think the vikings lose in the divisional round to the 49ers and because of that ed Donatel is not our defensive coordinator after this year
0: wow i think the hardest part of this parlay is probably just the specificity of the division round game
2: oh and yeah no i like think the other know. two
0: are probably so, so just I mean, it, this is a this if, is it, a prediction you, and
2: do you want it to just be divisional round you don't does the opponent not matter jake or do you want it to be the 49ers? Um.
3: If it's a home run anyways, then I'll just say divisional round okay. to play it,
0: it would be, yeah. If you yeah. took Niners out, it would yeah. be.
3: Yeah. But I think it, I think we are playing the Niners most likely based on the scenarios.
0: Yeah. But. Good stuff here. Jake coming in, like not it. messing around today with these yeah. predictions. Since you've got this life-changing platform right now, Jake, is there anyone you'd like to thank that brought you to this moment?
3: Uh, my, my family, you know, just helping me pursue my sports management career. And – um you guys for providing the content because i watch like five videos a day or however many are posted i try and watch them (laughs) to provide some therapy awesome like i said before i also want to thank myself you know because it would have been easy to hop on the new england bandwagon of the bruins
0: patriots (laughs) but i'm sticking with
3: it so i give credit to myself too
0: Hell yeah love it freddie mitchell (laughs) thanking his thanking his hands uh good stuff jake thanks for coming on man thank you for having me appreciate it dude all right, Judge. what's your third and final? All
1: right, uh, staying on the college championship um, conference bandwagon, Georgia will beat LSU by at least 14 points in the SEC title game Saturday. So Georgia will beat LSU by at least 14 points on Saturday in the SEC championship game. Okay, Two touchdowns. Georgia-LSU spread. I just want to see what... what... What, what
0: trickster Judd is up to here. It looks like uh, oh, 17 that? and a half oh, is that? the spread on this one. Okay. Well, that's close. 17 and a half.
2: College football, All Judd. Right. I like it. Uh, yeah, last one for me. Actually, I'm going to go baseball. I'm going to go with the Twins one. Uh, write this down. The Twins will hand out $20 million in free agency between now and the end of December. So whether that's to one player, whether that's multiple contracts, the sum of the contracts you, by the way, not AAV. So if they, they're going to start making some moves, and they will hand out $20 million in free agency between now and the end of December.
0: So that's so the of the contracts, if, though? If, so if one guy signs a two-year, $21 million contract... That hits. This is a hit for you. That hits. Okay. It's a hit,
2: yeah. Or if it's, yeah, three, you know, six and a half or whatever the heck it would be, that would also hit. Okay.
0: Yeah, there's been... Uh, the only thing I've seen, really, is, like, that they've made multiple offers to Carlos Correa. And then didn't someone report yesterday that the Carlos Correa market is not
1: very plentiful? No, I didn't, like oh, really. Who? Ah, where did I see this? Rosenthal. Sorry, I just. Oh, I saw he he had a notebook of sorts with a bunch of updates. Yeah, on I saw that the other day, but there was nothing. Free uh,
2: Correa was mentioned, but there was nothing about his contract. I think I don't really. The remember. note that I saw, and
0: again, I'm not. I'm just like, I'm just like, you're on like two pair, hours sleep. Yeah. You probably yeah. dreamt it, and you're like, "Oh yeah, Graham Market's dead." Saw, I saw it. It might not have been credible yeah, enough yeah. to like retweet it, but the but the the point of it was yeah. that Boris needs to is like drumming up. Hey, the Twins have made multiple offers, and that the Cubs are in. Yeah. But because there's so many other shortstops out there that are also really good, mm-hmm. that it's just he, it's not like he has six teams that are just uh, all in on him. So with that, here's my final prediction write this down Carlos Correa won't sign until at least February 1st so i think we've got a good two month dance here hmm. and the twins are going to have to sit there and either make more offers or i don't I, this is not a i don't think this is like a classic twins situation like what they did with Tory Hunter all those years ago where yeah we we totally want you back and then they just lowballed him he wanted like a five or a six year deal and they said well here's 3 Yep. They just wanted to make an offer to make it look like they were interested. I actually think they're interested and really want Carlos Correa back, but Boris is going to go through this whole process, and he'll take this into March or April if he needs to and yeah. just try to get another another bid or two. So I think yep. we're in for at
1: least a two-month more wait with Correa. Boy, I wonder if the Twins would, st- would stick in on, on that, though. Well, I, I mean, well, they've made offers. I don't know to move on to sign, to, to, like Dex said, sign somebody. Well, they already signed the spend one on dude. pitching, play
0: short or third base. This mediocre guy from uh, oh, for the, the Reds?
1: Reds, for the Reds. All I know is this: I don't want to hear either one of you knuckleheads question these twins because I read Joe Polad said you, that they have this system in place that they would never talk about. There's a lot of great things, but we're too dumb to get it was my interpretation of the of the quote. We, we should we should do that
0: conversation with Gracie tomorrow but I am you since you I, brought this up I was I was pissed off. I was here's legitimately what, here's pissed what he said. off. Here's what he said. And uh and I quote from the Star Tribune. This is the, is this the Suhan article? This is the Suhan column, yeah. Broke the story, I think or got first So interview. he said um with Falvey the Twins are a better organization and a better baseball ops team with the ops team that we have in place, which is a quote, which, yeah, I mean, they've done some good things in the last Mm -hmm. six years. He also said Falvey is still in the process of building the baseball department in a way that's not been revealed publicly. (laughs) Quote, the system, Mm -hmm. the operation that Derek and his team are building and have built, nobody would, should, or could be privy to that (laughs) because they don't work in the organization. That stuff takes time. We've never really talked about it. I'm supremely confident that that stuff will bear fruit over time. We will get there. It's basically saying, oh, we've got some stuff cooking here behind the scenes that yep. we'll never nobody about. on the outside is going to ever be privy to because yes. they shouldn't because they don't work here. But And that's the thing. I, like, for, I know Joe Polat a little bit over the years. He is a great human being and a great guy, and he's he's young. He's like 40 years old. Yep. So I am curious to see what his style is going to be in the day to day operations compared to like Jim or Carl back in the day. Um, but it's comments like this that just the twins have this weird arrogance about them. But then they kind of gaslight you too. They're they're arrogant, but they're also like, well, "What were the little engine that could?" It's like, well,
1: but first of all, okay. So Joe Polad sat down with, with Jim in a very specific environment to like like he's not doing as far as we, we know at this point, radio, TV. He sat down with one guy. So it's very clear that he he was trying to construct answers that would be conducive to, oh, Joe Polad, this is good. How do you not say, you know what, coming off our last two years, we are doing an audit of everything. We want to win, but instead Falvey has convinced them, "Oh, you don't understand what's going on back here. I'm, I am in the kitchen. Don't come back in the kitchen because you don't understand what I'm cooking up. Yeah. That's what drives me crazy. The arrogance of the arrogance of uh, the baseball department is what gets me. You don't understand what's going on back here. What? The dodgers are like, "Oh my God, we might as well quit baseball if the twins got something cooking in their yeah. kitchen."
0: That's it, like because Rocco would do the same thing when he would be asked. You know, it's not, and it's not like the Minnesota media is pressing him like a New York media or Boston, but when there are questions about, hey, you know that pitcher was kind of rolling through five innings and sixty-eight pitches. Why did you decide to burn four relievers tonight in uh, on a on a Tuesday night or something? And and the answers are always like, well, I mean, we listen, yeah. or or why did you run uh, Emilio Pagan out there? in a high-leverage situation when he's literally giving up more home runs per in, per innings pitch than Burt Levin did in his record year. And it's always like, well, we listen, we have information that you guys don't. It's like, no, you. I mean, yes, you do, but, no, we know why you're doing it because the third time through the order is a problem. But it's much, much more of a problem for this team than every other team in baseball. Why? Why is that? And, no, we get it. Amelia Pagan has a high-spin fastball or whatever, and uh, a great spinning. He's got great analytics on his pitch repertoire. Yeah, we know. We know why you like him. He still sucks. (laughs) Anyhow. (sighs) I felt good. just going to randomly rant about the Twins. that good? All right, that's, uh, that's your Mackie and Judd, your accountability session. You write that down, predictions. And tomorrow is a Reckless Speculation Thursday to all who celebrate. Thanks for hanging out with us on Mackie and Judd.